everybody knows someone that makes great ribs or maybe a great steak, right? Well, if you went on the 10 o'clock news and said, hey, here's the guy that makes the best ribs and the best steak, here's his home address, call up, he'll make your ribs, show up at his house, and he'll make the best you've ever had, right? Well, there'd be a line down the block and they couldn't handle it, right? They often say the kiss of death of a restaurant is if it's understaffed, right? right? Because if it's understaffed, you get people that are waiting and waiting and waiting, then you get a bad rep and a bad reputation spreads far faster than a good reputation. So the, the point of that is, I heard a, one of the presidents of iHeartMedia make a comment and I, I stuck. He said, if you're gonna have a party, make sure your house is ready. In other words, make sure you've got all the right things in place so that if you're gonna put the word out and, and, and get people to come to you, you've gotta be ready for it. Hello and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Shulseth. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Agent Podcast. Today I'm here with my buddy Matt Wagner out of New York. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, Ray. Good to, good to meet you. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, Matt, you took a little bit different path, but why real estate? You know, that's interesting. I, I've been working in radio for a lot of years. I grew up in Chicago, uh, worked for a small company there that bought all over the U.S. doing little PSAs. And then I started working for radio stations when I discovered that, you know, there's after my desire to be a DJ kind of met with, oh, you have to have talent to do this. <laughs> I realized that, you know, it's fun to actually write and create commercials to be on the radio. And I started working in specific markets to do that. And so when I was at a radio station, I built about 30, 40 counts that I was that I had on the air. And then one guy was a young, young buck in real estate named Jay Kinder. I saw his full page ad was rotating back and forth with another real estate team. That kind of dates myself as far as when this started back in 2000, when people still read the newspaper. But I got to think, you know, if I could position him as the go-to guy, then it'd be different, right? It'd be more of a giving advice versus like a hard sell. Well, what I discovered was, you know, once we started rolling with it, I put him, I made him, I made him sound like he was part of the show. And when he doubled his business, I just was joking with him one day at lunch and said, man, how can I clone you by 30? And he said, there's nobody doing what you're doing in real estate, you know, helping people on radio do it the right way or TV. He said, you should come with me to New York, to Phoenix. There's this big conference going on that, you know, I think you could probably meet a lot of people there. So my sister lived in Phoenix. I thought, you know what? I'll go out there for a couple of days. I get a free place to stay, right? I mean, that's easy. I could see my sister. So next thing I know, he's plugging me on stage. I get blitzed with business cards. Well, back when they used to use business cards, you know, <laughs> that sounds ancient now. Um, back at the conference. And, you know, I just began to realize that there was really nobody teaching successful agents with teams how to do this. So I, I decided to leave the career at now iHeartMedia, but it was Clear Channel at the time, and start focusing just on real estates because that was a niche. And I'd always read that the riches were in the niches. And so, you know, <laughs> being able to carve out a specific cat- category like that and you layer one, then the next one, then the next one, you know, fast forward 18 years, we've got, you know, 200 plus agents all around the country that we work for. And we've been able to leverage those relationships to be able to find very unique endorsement opportunities that normally 
you know, wouldn't be available and leverage that relationship to get unique pricing and, and, st- and strategic buying that we normally couldn't. It was just kind of a one-on-one type of relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's interesting, right? Because Jay didn't just show up and you created a radio ad. There was more to it, right? There had to be some level of branding behind it, some level of preparation, something else that's deliverable. What does that look like for somebody who just thinks they can show up and start blasting ads on radio and blow up overnight? That's a great question. And and when we start, because a lot of people do think, oh, it's like a slot machine. You put in your money and instantly people start calling you. Yeah. (laughs) I wish it was that easy. Um, But but the truth of the matter is that, that someone should already have a foundation. The best way I can illustrate that is if you, everybody knows someone that makes great ribs or maybe a great steak, right? Well, if you went on the 10 o'clock news and said, hey, here's the guy that makes the best ribs and the best steak. Here's his home address. Call up. He'll make your ribs. Show up at his house and he'll make the best you've ever had, right? Well, there'd be a line down the block and they couldn't handle it, right? They often say the kiss of death of a restaurant is if it's understaffed. Right. right. Because if it's understaffed, you get people that are waiting and waiting and waiting. Then you get a bad rep and a bad reputation spreads far faster than a good reputation. So the, the point of that is I heard a, one of the presidents of iHeartMedia make a comment. and I, I it stuck. He said, if you're going to have a party, make sure your house is ready. In other words, make sure you've got all the right things in place so that if you're going to put the word out and, and, and get people to come to you, You've got to be ready for it. What does that mean? It means now, especially, you've got to be Google friendly. One of the first conversations I have with people now in 2022, when we're first investigating the possibility of it, before I ever talk to them, I Google search them. Why do I do that? Ultimately, that's what we're going to be telling people to do. People don't write down phone numbers anymore. Like, honestly, think of the last phone number you wrote down right? That's not what people do. They Google search. And when they Google search, Google has proven that only 10% will click through to the website from the Google My Business profile, which should have, you know, at least, you know, 100 plus reviews on it. Why is that? When you search for a hotel or a restaurant or other services, people look at reviews. They want to know who am I going to deal with? And they trust Google even just as much or even more than when they trust when they hear on radio. Why? Because they can read real people sharing comments and sharing their story. So they're going to do their research because they can. Next, if you go to the website, and again, this is coming, this isn't just my opinion. This is coming from the number one resource in the world for tracking radio response and TV response. Analytic Owl, give them a shout out. They actually work with over 20,000 advertisers that spend over $4 billion in marketing. And to summarize their typical hour presentation, the number one reason why radio or TV succeeds or fails in their opinion in campaigns, this is for any business, not just real estate. But they said the call to action that's used on the radio or TV should be on the top of the fold of the website with an explanation, brief explanation, and a place where they can register their name. It should be on the top of the fold along with a phone number 
easily clicked on right there to get a response to them on the homepage of the website that they're going to find when they Google search the business. I know that's a lot to chew on. No, I love that. But digest it, right? Think about it. I'm a consumer. I go to Google. If I can't find the right website, or it's not on the Google My Business profile where it says website, you click through it. Play consumer. You go through the motions on it. And if that's not right, then all that money that's spent is thrown down the toilet, right? And, and this has actually happened. This has been a transition of the last couple of years that's happened. We were running a, a TV campaign for an agent. He was complaining that he wasn't getting phone calls. We looked at his Google My Business profile. No exaggeration. He had 15 reviews, 3.5 star average. Now, we just said, do you think that's a problem? If I'm going there and I'm looking at you, I'm doing my homework because I can, I don't know how many homes you sold. I don't know how good you are. The public is speaking. The public says you're mediocre. You got to change what the public says. Right. And so that's, that's one of the very first things to change. Now, when those things are in place, right, then you got to make sure that, that when they do call, who's going to pick up the phone, right? If it's a solo agent, which 99% of agents are, if you're showing a home or you're meeting with a seller and your phone rings, if they don't respond within, I think NAR says like an hour, they're moving out of the next person. Yep. They're just going down the list. So point of that is making sure that someone has the right structure in place. I liken it to showing up at a restaurant again, same analogy. Go to the restaurant, there's no receptionist. It's a busy Saturday night. You're like, are there tables available? <laughs> right? There's an empty one, but does someone go to the bathroom? Are they still sitting there? It's not cleaned off. Like, can I go there? Right? I don't know. How long am I going to wait before I walk out the door? Right. You know? That's where having a good team, and there's actually technology right now. We're actually having a, a Zoom call tomorrow with technology that allows an agent to see who's on their website when they're on the website. Well, if you don't have someone on the team in place to monitor that, that's like Walmart just having a store full of people working and nobody to say, hey, how are you doing? What, where can I direct you to today? Right. What aisle do you need to help in? Right. What other questions do you have, right? If you don't have that in place, then you're going to throw away a lot of money. And I'll tell you, media, depending on the market, it's, can, it can be very, very expensive. Typically, it's the largest line item on, on the P&L, but any one of our clients will tell you, it also can double and triple the listing inventory of a business. I liken it to a factory. You got a good factory and you pour gasoline on the fire, Either you're going to ignite the building and it blows up, or it's going to be able to produce twice as much because of this stimulated activity that's there. You got to make sure that you can control the gasoline when it gets thrown on. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And so far, just to kind of sum it up and make sure that I understand, there's two primary foundational things that before you even entertain working with somebody, right? One is are they being seen and getting found? And what does that profile look like, right? Do they have reviews? Can you find their information? Are they one click away from being able to be contacted, emailed, you know, a website shop, whatever. And the second is basic service 
Are they going to answer their phone? Are they going to respond to an email? Are they going to respond to a text? Or do they have a system in place to do that for them, whether it's technology via automation, a virtual assistant, something like that? Is that accurate? Absolutely. And where this really got exposed this last year, we we, we also helped partner with another a Google consultant that has brought them onto the Google Local Service, which is also a really key place for them to be because when people search for a realtor, they go to Google now, right? So missed phone. it's funny because I didn't know if they're missing phone calls in our office, but their data can show it. So when they say, you know, you're complaining about radio not working, well, you missed 30 calls last month. Might one of those been the calls that people were reaching out to you, right? So yeah, having that, having that foundation in place is really important. Now, I don't want to scare people off the idea of doing radio and TV. It's great. I mean, you look at the top teams in the country and 90, almost probably 90% of them use radio and TV. That's no accident, right? Because that's what stimulated much of their growth. But they were already selling 70 to 100 plus homes a year. They had the foundation in place before they added that other layer to be able to pour gasoline on their fires. So building a team is essential first. This is not something a solo agent should entertain. So where does radio and TV type of media fit in on the spectrum versus, let's say, digital marketing or social media? I think that's something that a lot of people just don't understand, right? The first thought great is, question. social media is the answer to all of my problems. And that's not always the case, especially depending upon demographics and where you live and you know how rural or how urban or suburban it may be. How do people gauge that or, or how do you explain that in the hierarchy of, you know, getting out there? That's a great question. I think the difference with radio and TV is that it can actually give you a personality. You know, digital ads don't talk to you. Digital right. ads don't really tell a story. Even on a website, you've only got so much time to really tell a story. We live in a, we live in a generation that people love to hear a story. They love to see a movie. They don't read. So if you, if you have a lot of people that don't really read in depth, short, impactful, good story reviews do make a difference. But for most people, they see, oh, 500 reviews, they must be good, right? It's mental laziness or they want it quick, right? So the, the difference, even billboards, billboards, I'm a fan of them. They complement radio and TV really well, but they don't tell a story. People want to know, is this a nice guy? Like, is he friendly? Radio and TV help give a personality to it. So that combined with digital, now all of a sudden, okay, so let's, let's, let's play it out. I wake up in the morning. I, I, I turn on the TV news to check, check weather for the day, right? I see an ad. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Now I jump in my car, driving to work, tune to my favorite station. I hear about a real, I hear my favorite radio, radio DJ talking about one of my, one, a realtor who can sell my home and has a compelling offer. Okay, I know a little bit more about it. Maybe I hear him on the air. I maybe hear a little bit about it. Maybe he's got a talk show I can listen to on the weekend. I'm not ready right now, but when I am, it's starting to get etched in my brain who I should call. Jingles are also an, al an element that we use very effectively because they get in someone's brain. They have a friendly feel to it, right? So you have a, you have a warm impression about someone. Now, when I go to work, now that I'm ready, I go, okay. Now I kind of know who I should check out above all these other people. Now, oh, I get a digital retargeted ad coming to me. That's the guy. Click. I know who it is, so it's much easier to click on. 
Our Google consultant also made a comment. The reason he sought me out was that he could actually see and people who are rate clients you know our company because they had a very high search optimum. In other words, there's there's branded search and there's organic search. Organic search means they happen to look for a realtor and they found an agent. Branded search, they're specifically looking for that agent. So when you combine the two, now you see people going to the next level and getting conversion being better. Why? Because they feel like they know the person before they ever talk to them. And radio and TV allowed that to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So I have another question because you you brought up billboards, you know, which got me thinking about like branding and park benches. And there's a billboard not far from my house that I drive by for a realtor. And it's her face. And all it says is over 600, you know, million sold. And that's it. That's all it says. Right. So I'm like, okay, you know, good for you. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't drive me to be like, oh, my God, I want her to sell my house because clearly she's busy and maybe I'm not going to get that level of service. Right. But Thinking about branding, whether you're a new agent or a seasoned agent, what are some of the common branding mistakes that you see agents make that maybe you're fixing or helping direct on a regular basis as you bring somebody kind of, you know, through the success of radio and media? Very similar approach I used way back when I sold radio and worked with, a, with dozens of different clients. is when I sit down with them, I actually, I, I would, I, my favorite approach would be the, the, the small little notebook. And I would apologize in advance, not just use my, not use my, my iPhone, right? To write notes, yeah. right? Again, dating myself, right? But, <laughs> but, the, but the principle is the same. I go in without anything in my hand, except a blank piece of paper and an open mind. And I say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to let you answer the right away. I'm not coming to you with it with a fancy presentation. I'm not going to give you a proposal because I don't know you. I want to know you. And the number one station in the market is not our station. I know that probably shocks you to, for me to say that. But you know which one is? WIFM. They're like, huh? What's in it for me? <laughs> I said, that's the number one station people tune into, right? So you've got to dial into that. So to your point of 600 million, okay, what's in it for me? Right. Why, why should I care, right? What are you going to do that I can't do on my own? So being able to figure out, and this is a little bit different because now, especially with the advent of iBuyers and, and other companies that will come in and buy a home, they figured out what we've known for the last 12 years or 18 years, really. We've been offering you know, the ability to sell a home or, or have it bought for years, right? That's a call to action that is real, that actually provides a solution to a problem that people have. Mm-hmm. So, but that may be overdone in a market, right? We've had to adapt the last couple of years because you know I Zillow figured it out when they said they did a survey and they spent millions of dollars to figure out what we've known all along that the um, consumer they 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 surveyed they found that thirty percent of people of sellers rate would raise their hand if they were offered the opportunity to have their home bought like hmm that gets people's attention right I'll we'll buy your house. The other thing they found out was that 70% of those people would list within within 90 days. Now we really got to use that call to action, right? So that's been uh, that's nothing new anymore in most areas. In some markets it is, and where it is, that's great. Sure. But we've had to adapt. So we've got to figure out what else can we use. And that's going to vary person to person. 
Do they flip homes? Are they getting up to up to 50, 100,000 over ask price? What are they doing marketing-wise to command and, and attract the most amount of buyers? There's a number of different avenues that they can do. And that's what we really, we've had the luxury of spending 18 years studying call to actions that either work or don't work and in over 200 markets. So it really depends on, on what fits that agent's style, what fits their market, how much competition is there in the market already. All of those things we kind of dissect before we determine what is your angle going to be. And you know, in some cases with some people, we'll say, look, you're better off staying off a of radio or staying off a of TV. Go fish in a pond that no one else is fishing in. Go do billboards. Go do movie theaters. Go do other you know, really well done letters in certain areas, right? Because to jump on a station with four or five other people, it gets diluted. Mm-hmm. Wait till the moment is right and then hit the right target, you know, for it. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna be competing and and you know, unless you outspend someone who's had many, many years, it's not worth it. So that's kind of what the one-on-ones that we like to have in discussions. I like that. That makes sense. Are you a believer in the philosophy of, you know, if you let your personality expand and you show it, especially today with the use of, you know, video via YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, that your people will find you because not everybody's your client? Um, I, I think it definitely contributes. I think when I look at the people that I've helped launch talk shows for is it, and it's interesting, we just had this happen with uh, a couple of teams. They just found that there was more of a personality. In fact, one of my best clients for that at a show, he's, he was already doing a number of radio stations and a number of TV stations already. But when he added the show, what he said was, it gave people a chance to see that I'm vulnerable that I don't always have all the answers, that I have to get the answers sometimes. He goes, and that's good because it makes me human to people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we dehumanize ourselves and people think, oh, who is this guy? Do I even know him? Right. Right? How robot-like and, is this person? Yeah. You know, like, I don't really know them. So I believe that the more you can share of your personality, it complements the other ads that you do. So now they feel like they know you. And I do feel like that's an important element. In today, because people, why, why do people? I think they, they was it was discovered that with job applicants, right after they fill out a form, before they even read their resume, they check them out on, on YouTube, they check them out on uh, Facebook and, and on uh, LinkedIn. Why? Because they want to do their homework because they can. They want to know what kind of person this is, right. right? And that Facebook page tells a lot about people. Sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. What what have you seen as kind of a rising trend in direction, let's say over the last, I mean, the last two to three years with everything that, you know, this world has gone through has been crazy. But let's just say the last five years with how realtors and real estate agents and teams leverage media in general. Like what are what are some of the what are some of the mistakes that you're seeing people make? And what are some of the things that maybe people need to do more of and really embrace, whether they like it or not? That's a, that's a, and again, great, great question. The, um, I think being able to be a resource to the market and being able to give, find an outlet where you can educate people on the truth about real estate right now. And what I mean that is don't just add boring headlines of update, market update. 
People don't care. Have attractive messages that really have substance. Are interest rates going up? What happens if I can't find the, what are options if I can't find the home that I want and my home sold, right? You know, real issues that people have and address them. Because if we don't, I think what's happened is real estate has allowed the Zillows of the world, the open doors of the world, the the offer pads to come in and grab 15% market share because they've allowed ignorance of, for the, on the part of real estate to the consumer. So the more they can educate, the better. That's number one. And I think number two is being able to show with, with reviews. I think people got reviews on Zillow. It's now critical on Google to have reviews and build up those reviews because ultimately that's how people are searching right now. Yep. And along that line on the media side, and we've had to educate a lot of our longtime clients on this process that people, they're, they're doing their homework online about you. So make sure that somebody can understand about what you do and the value that you bring. Don't just assume because you've got a pretty face on the website, people are going to contact you. Being able to find outlets to give people a chance to get to know you. What do you stand for? What, what value are you bringing that differentiates you from other people? People assume that they'll get that chance on an appointment. That's not happening anymore. Classic example of this. So when we moved to New York, we had to downsize one of our cars to fit our garage. So I had to sell it. And and so I I sold that car. I was going to do a trade-in. But before I was doing my research on cars, actually, I, I I don't know much about cars. I have a friend that does. So I had him do the research for me. Right after I emailed him about, like, hey, check out these these models, within 30 minutes, both my social media feed and my YouTube page got hit with car ads, with ads, right? Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> creepy, right? So, but what, what sold me was one morning, five, five 20 in the morning, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my YouTube feed. I see a test drive for the brand new Acuras. Well, we already owned an Acura already. So I, I watched the videos. I'm curious. They did like a test drive sitting like you're in the passenger seat. And as the guy's driving, he's showing you all the features of it. Now the newest, now the newest uh, technology. I'm thinking to myself, if I bought a used Mercedes or Beamer or whatnot, I wouldn't get that. Right. And I already own a certain car anyway, so I'm servicing it anyway. And they give great service, so I'm just going to buy this. Text my friend, hey, go in, get get a trade in, buy this car. Told my parameters, done. I walk in the dealership within two hours. I am out with a car. None of those dealerships around the area had any idea that I was looking for a car or they did by my algorithm, but they could never reach out to me and talk to me. I did my homework online and sellers are doing the same thing today. And if realtors aren't, aren't thinking about that and customizing their website to their online presence to to, to go to that, they're going to die. They're going to die a fast death, not even a slow death. They're going to see deterioration in a year or two. I agree a thousand percent because as you were talking about number one, education, one of the first things that came to mind is that we live in a templated world, right? Where everyone wants speed to market. They want the path of least resistance to get there. So a real estate agent may sign up for a social media service where they give, you know, Canva templates as an example, and you just remove this guy's face and put in this dude's face and change this headline and swap the colors and then boom, you're good to go. You're just going to post. But it's all the same crap. 
right? There's nothing authentic. There's nothing unique. It's not a differentiated experience. And that's one of the things like I'm hearing from you, right? It's like you saw that ad, but you could relate to it because you already had one of those vehicles. And then there was this video showing this test drive, walking through all the features, the benefits, the technology, how to use it, whatever, real life stuff that made sense to you, right? That was attractive for you to take that next step and make the trade in, buy that car. And you're like you said, you're out of there in two hours, which is unbelievable experience in general, right? So that's, um, I think that's interesting. And I think that's a really good point where authenticity and a unique experience needs to come through in order to have a differentiated value. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's, you, people have to understand. I, I think people rely on getting on a listing appointment to make a decision. But the fact is when people are already doing that homework ahead of time, when they're ready, it's kind of like the guy that, you know, that, that buys online or the gal that buys online. You can buy stuff online much easier than going to a store. So if they're going to bother to go to a store, they're already going to know what they want before they even walk in the door. Yep. It's very rare to see people spend much time in stores anymore because they don't have to. Right. And most products, and even now, like with, with the pandemic, like for example, we don't even go out to the store anymore. We, there's actually services that'll, that'll do your shopping for you, deliver to your door, so we don't have to go in the store anymore. Right. It's worth the so, service fee, so you don't have to deal with it. Right. It's gonna. That's gonna impact. Think of all those food demonstrators. I know. Back in my late teens, I did food demonstrating it at at, uh, at the Jewel <laughs> or Dominic's. I think if they're still in business in Chicago, right? You don't need food samplers anymore, right? Because people don't go to go to the store, right? No, it's true. Yeah, it's adapting to to the modern age. So interesting. All right. So I want to be conscious of your time. What are a couple things, if we could share with our audience, if they're only going to pull a couple things out from our conversation, Matt, what are a couple things that you'd like to pay forward and you'd like to share to agents out there, again, whether new or seasoned, building their business in today's world? couple things. One, it's really important, be it somehow, some way, whether it's through social media videos that are very inexpensive. The, the comment that I've heard from the top social media posters in the, in the world, be consistent. Don't think nobody is watching. You can see the views on it, but if they're not watching, ask yourself why. Is it five minutes? or less. Most people consume YouTube videos or posts within five minutes. Does it have a headline that I should care about? Ask yourself, why should I care? If you keep asking yourself, why should I care? What's going to make me stop, look, and care, right? And tune in. Turn statements into questions that you've got the solution for. Be solution-minded. You don't have to share everything at once. Part one, part two, part three. People love, I'm a sucker for part ones and part twos and part threes, right? Because you, I read part three and I want to learn about part one. Tony Robbins does this beautifully, right? You give a short clip, but sucks you in to consume more information, right? right. But he's got very right. specific, meaningful headlines. That's number one. Number two, you know, sometimes radio and TV can be a great option, but when you're ready for it, make sure you've got the right foundation in place Make sure you got the right website. And these are all things, by the way, right? I mean, we give people guidance on the right websites, the right, you know, um, Google 
knowledge, right, that you should have. Those are all things that we're consistently looking at to figure out what's moving the needle right now. But but focus on reviews and, and focus on, you know, get a coach if you want to go to that level as well. Because, you know, even Tiger Woods has three coaches, right? I mean, the best people get guidance from other people. And, you know, that those are probably just the main two things that I would say, but I can't restate it enough about educating people because right now the enemy is not the competing agent. It's not the gal that's selling 600 million, you know, in, in her career, right? That's not the enemy. The enemy is ignorance. People don't, people devalue realtors all the time because they don't know the difference. Help them understand what makes the difference of the iBuyer versus the local agent that really is, understands the local market. So that leads me to a last question, actually, is where do you find the value in today's real estate agent that they can really showcase their value to serve a client? Because I think that is a very valid question versus iBuyers versus, you know, my cousin's an agent and, you know, you know how family stuff is, right? Sometimes it works, yeah. sometimes it doesn't. But how do you th- how do you think that value is best demonstrated? Well, a couple of things, right? If you were going to go in, if your loved one was going to go in for surgery, I'll give you two analogies. One, you're about to go, if you're about to send your your daughter under the knife and you ask your doctor, how many of these operations have you performed? <laughs> you know, and he goes, oh, uh, this first one, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best. Yeah, I just got you my know? online degree from Med University. Right? Or you look at his wall and, and, and the last, certi- last certification was from, you know, 1995. I mean, how confident are you going to be that this guy is going to do the job, right? But if you if you talk, but then if you look on the wall, you see awards from 2021. You see, you know, you see you're talking about new technology. You say, you know what? I've done hundreds of these surgeries. Let me tell you the latest technology that's working flawlessly that I've performed on hundreds of patients. You're going to feel far more confident. Talk about today and have a grip on what's working today. That is, that is valuable. And that does differentiate the agent. Um, in talking to one of the most successful, uh, this, uh, uh, Ben Kinney, who I think just oh, yeah. raised, raised a, what, uh, a, got a billion dollar valuation yeah. from Goldman Sachs. I asked his marketing team, what are the two most important elements to you that you use on, a, on, a, on an appointment when you're trying to close the deal? The first answer was pretty simple. I, and I would have predicted it. it was marketing. But the second one was interesting. He said, we're obsessive with detail. I thought, you know, why, why do you think that is? They go, most people that have had a bad experience with a realtor, that realtor dropped the ball several times, did not pay attention to detail. And people resonate with that. That's important to them. That's one analogy. The other analogy, I'll, I'll quote Frank Leo, the number one agent in Toronto that we work with. When we asked him, like, what do you think makes the difference in an agent? He says, he tells his sellers all the time, Look, I'm not here to sell your home. You could sell your home. He goes, you can put a for sale sign in the yard and somebody is going to come along and make you an offer and it's going to eventually sell your home. What I'm here for and why you should hire me is I'm going to market your home for the most money. Let me give you an analogy. If you had a, if you had a beautiful painting in, in, your, in your house that you wanted to sell that was worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, you could put it in your front yard and put a for sale sign on it and someone would buy it for 20 bucks, right? right? But if you put it online 
and you shopped it to expensive collectors. You're going to create an auction that's going to sell it for well over the value. That's what we do for you. So if you've got to be a great show, why you're a better marketer that is going to adapt and you also know the area, you know the market. So you know other factors. A great movie that I think every realtor should watch and learn from is Sully. Why? Has nothing to do with a plane, has nothing to do with a pilot, but what what saved all those passengers' lives? Sully, at the right moment, made the right call based on his gut instinct and experience that when the simulator tried to do the same thing, it crashed the plane hundreds of times. Why is it that certain quarterbacks like Tom Brady, you know, had eight rings? He knew at a critical moment the right play to do at the right time, and that made all the difference. With so many details involved in a home sale, a computer algorithm can't solve problems at a moment's notice. Right. People problems. That's exactly it. Hope that helps. I love that. That was great. Okay, Matt, where can people find you if they want to get in touch, use your services, talk to an expert? Very simple. Go to my website. It's four words, radio and spelled out, televisionexperts.com. Easy. Perfect. Radio and televisionexperts.com. Real easy. Just go there. There's a lot of info, little video, um, a lot of testimonials, a lot of other examples, you know, and, and yeah, just don't, don't assume it's too expensive. You might be really surprised how affordable it can be and how you can get your vendors to pay your bill for you. Matt, this is awesome. Thank you for sharing with us and uh, keep up the great work, man. Awesome. Thank you for, thanks for being a guest. I never, never take these things for granted. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one. 